So if I return to work and I have to work, whether it's part-time or full-time, my children need to be taken care of. My work is valuable because if I don't do it, then I have to pay somebody else to do it. That's how valuable my work is. Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two and homemaker. Come along with me as I share my love for simple living, growing in my allotment garden, diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader and embracing life as a mother and homemaker. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Slow Living Collective podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. Now before we continue in today's episode, can I just ask a little favour of you? I know there is a fair few of you listening to me regularly now and I'm so grateful to have you with me. I really am. Would you mind doing me a favour? Would you just pause this episode and whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on, would you just go and give me a little review and a little rating? Because these things really, really help this podcast. It's something you can do to help get my podcast far and wide. And I love just seeing my analytics grow every single week. It is so amazing. And I just... I love what I get to do here. So if you could, just go and give me a little rating and a review and I will love you forever. (laughs) Okay, so for today's episode, I am going to talk about homemaking, productivity as a homemaker and the importance of rest as a homemaker. And I'm just going to talk about it from my experience. You know, that's all I've got to go on. But I have taken about a year, less than a year maybe, to really be comfortable with that terminology of being a homemaker. And it was nothing to do with what being a homemaker means. And it was everything to do with the fact that, you know, I am a millennial. I have been raised in this modern society that ties my productivity to a job and ties my worth to what I earn and that can probably be said for most of us and that's just the the modern world that we live in. So I took two maternity leaves, I have two children and prior to having children I worked as a social media manager and personal brand strategist and I ran my own business and I loved what I did when I was coming up to having my first child, I kind of felt as though my work was done in terms of my business. I just felt like I wanted to start anew, I wanted to start fresh, and I didn't really know what life on the other side of maternity leave would look like, but I knew that I wanted to do something different. And that being said, though, we had always had the intention, both of us, both my husband and myself, we had always had the intention that when it came to having children, we now we only intended to have one child. Um, we didn't realise that I would suddenly decide that actually I wanted to. Um, but when I had, we, we only had the intention of having one child and it was always the goal that I would stay home. But caveat to that is I know myself. And I know that I love having something for myself to focus on. Now, I love being a mother. 
I love my kids, obviously. Don't know why we always have to caveat everything we say with that. I love my kids, obviously, but I love having something for me that I can immerse myself in that is just mine and it's not shared with anyone, not my children, not my husband, not my family, not my friends. It's just something for me and I, that's what I really love. So while we always had the intention that I would stay home with my daughter, I kind of always had this feeling that on the other side of maternity leave, I would do something, that there would be something for me to do. I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know what it was, but I always had that feeling because I know me and I know that I like having something for myself. So we had set up this this life together with the intention of me staying home. And I rolled off of maternity leave after my first child straight into a global pandemic. And so I returned to what felt comfortable to me because life was chaotic. The world had just turned upside down and I kind of felt comfortable with the idea that I could maybe bring in a little bit of an extra income. We could put some money aside and because, you know, we we didn't know what was going to happen. And that made me feel the most comfortable. So I did, although I didn't return to work in a full-time capacity, it was very sort of ad hoc. I felt very comfortable with, you know, that and what I was doing. Um, And so it was during that period of time that I actually fell pregnant with my son after, you know, always saying I'm only going to have one child. I decided that actually, no, I wanted to. So we... Um, found out I was pregnant just, what I'm trying to think, the end of August 2020. And I, so I sort of continued doing some sort of like part-time in the evening kind of work up until my, my son was born in May 2021. And yeah, like I said, it was always on the cards that I was going to stay home with the kids or kid, which became kids, and we set up our life that way. So when I came off of maternity leave in May 2022, I was like, right, this time I am not returning to my social media job. That is not what I'm going to do, and it's really not what I want to do. Um, But aside from some of the social media, like management stuff and personal brand strategy stuff, I also, you know, just did like little bits and bobs of my own, which I would have stuck under the same umbrella. But, you know, I have a blog. I obviously now have this podcast. I have a decent following on Instagram. And, you know, there are lots of like little bits and bobs that I do that still bring in a little bit of an income, such as like um, like influencer marketing, affiliate marketing. I do like guest posting. So there's a lot of things that bring in like a little bit of an income. And I have continued to do those since I returned off of maternity leave. But first and foremost, I am a homemaker. And when I came off maternity leave after having my son, the one that was May 2021, I knew that I wasn't going to be returning to work. Like, whereas when I came off of maternity leave in March 2020, I, you know, I very much, you know, felt like, okay, I'm going to do something and the world's on its head. So let's go. 
So it took me a really long time to feel really comfortable with this idea of being a homemaker. And it's nothing to do with being a homemaker. In fact, as time has gone on, I have, I really feel like I've embraced the role as a homemaker, as a mother, as a home educator to my two children. I feel like I've embraced it and become more comfortable with it. But at first, it was really difficult for me. And I had to sort of like sit with that because I was like, why is it so difficult for me to just sort of not do anything for financial remuneration and I all I can put it down to is you know I'm a millennial I was born in 1985 I have lived my life being being told essentially you know from like the media from society you know that that our worth is tied to the money we bring in and the job that we do and you know staying at home and being a homemaker has never really been i guess appreciated it's it's never really been considered the option and society still very much doesn't consider it the option there is always a drive to get mothers back to work after they've had their children. There's always a push on, you know, returning to work after maternity leave. And, you know, I I know I know that for some people they want to return to work. And I know for some people they really don't. And I think we as a society don't appreciate that. So like I said, coming off of maternity leave and sitting with that feeling of why does it not feel that natural to be at home and I don't know I don't really know the answer I came to about that if I'm honest but I do know that as time went on I became more comfortable in that role and I think some of that has to do with some of the people that I began to follow on Instagram other women other really powerful voices in the homemaking community who, you know, really standing up and saying, you know, our work is so valuable. It's really valuable. The work that we do, it might not be paid, but it is so, so, so valuable. And that made me sort of be more comfortable in that role. And I know that the uncomfortableness only came from the way society has portrayed homemaking in the past. And I mean, I know my mum stayed home with me until I went to school and she did like a few little, you know, like home jobs in terms of like, she, I know she did some bookkeeping and things like that that she did in the evening when I was in bed. And, you know, she did what she had to do to support our family as well as, you know, being able to be home with me because that was important to her. And, you know, I carried those things through as well, that being home with the children is something that is important to me. And I know it's important to my husband as well. And yeah, but still very aware that society doesn't place value in that. And, you know, I know... (laughs) here in the UK. Recently, it's been in the news about how they can tempt stay-at-home mums back into the workplace. And, you know, it just, it angers me and makes me laugh at the same time, I guess, because it's like, well, 
some stay-at-home mums are stay-at-home mums because they want to be stay-at-home mums. And I appreciate that's not the case in every situation, but it is in some situations. And it just baffles me how it's 2023 and we still place absolutely no value on the absolutely pivotal work that parents do inside their homes. It is astounding to me. Now, like I said, I sat with that uncomfortability for a while. And as time went on, like I said, I, you know, following some really powerful female voices in the homemaking community made me slowly feel more comfortable with this idea and I know the uncomfortability came from just being raised in a world that pays no value to the work that goes on inside the home and it's absolutely mad to me because I think that the work we do inside our homes with our children raising our children raising the next generation is actually the most important and most powerful work that we can do. And that's not saying that that work is attributed only to those who stay home full time. That applies to everyone across the board, whether you work inside the home, outside the home, whatever your job title is, whether it's stay at home mum, homemaker, whether you're an accountant, a solicitor, whatever your job is, the work we do inside our four walls is the most important work that we will ever do and it infuriates me that we're we're in 2023 and we just our work is just not valued so since I've been able to sit more comfortably with being a homemaker, I think feel like I've actually embraced like so many aspects of it. And I am a hundred percent happy to stand here. You know, I, I lead with being a homemaker. It is my presence online, my it's my blog, it's my Instagram. I am a homemaker and I'm just so grateful that I get to do it. I did say in today's episode that I was going to talk about the importance of rest as a homemaker and also being productive as a homemaker, and I am. But before I get onto that, I want to just talk a little bit about perceptions of homemaking. Since I've stayed home with the children, I have, in some quarters, received some comments such as, you know, you're so lucky you get to stay at home, you know, you're so lucky your husband has a good job. Or you're lucky that your husband can support you or that he takes care of you. And like I laugh these things off, but actually I get a little irritated by those comments. Because firstly, why are we attributing everything I do back to a man? Why 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 am I so lucky that I have this particular husband? I mean I I am lucky that I have this particular husband, of course, and I am lucky that he has a job that enables me to stay at home. But also, it completely denies the hard work that we both did 
in being able to set up this life together. Because like I said earlier in this episode, this didn't just happen by accident. It wasn't like, a, oh, I don't have to return to work. We we proactively set this life up and life can change in the absolute blink of an eye. And, you know, I am always forever grateful for where we are. But it completely, these comments, they just completely deny the work that I did and the work that I continue to do. And it it continues to devalue the unpaid work I do as a stay-at-home mother and a homemaker. It completely devalues that work as well. Like it's not valuable and it only exists because there's a man somewhere paying my way. Like if I don't stay home with my children, then my children have to go to childcare. So if I return to work and I have to, you know, work, whether it's part-time or full-time, my children need to be taken care of by a childcare provider in those hours. So, you know, my work is valuable because if I don't do it, then I have to pay somebody else to do it. That's how valuable my work is. So the importance of rest as a homemaker. Now, I prioritise this in our household as well as balancing with everything that I need to be getting done as well. So being home all week with the kids, just, you know, sometimes it feels like a lot being at home with the children and then, you know, keeping the house running. And that's not solely my responsibility to keep the house running. While I am happy to take on the title of homemaker, I am not the sole person who is taking care of our home. In fact, it is a very 50-50 kind of job in our home. We don't really have tasks that are mine and his. We just we just get on, we just pitch in and we just do what needs to be done. Um, except taking the bins out. That is my husband's job. <laughs> but you know, if he couldn't do it for some reason, I guess I would take the bins out. Like we just don't divide our chores up like that. It's just pitch in, do we know what needs to be done. We're all adults here. And yeah, we just get on and do what needs to be done. So it's not like those things naturally fall to me. But I, you know, I am, you know, always busying myself with something, whether I am loading the dishwasher, whether I am doing the laundry, whether I am setting up activities for the kids, you know, doing stuff with their home education, play, and, you know, just taking care of them, which is a whole job in itself. And so sometimes that can all get overwhelming and it can feel like a lot. And so I really place a huge value on the importance of rest as a homemaker, because when you're a homemaker, your your sole work is within your home. And so when you work in an office job, or whether you work in a job outside the home, or maybe even if you work in the home, you know, working from home, then, you know, when the end of the day comes, you can close your laptop, you can leave your office, you can leave your workplace, and that's your work done for the day. Now, when you're a homemaker, your job never stops. So, 
I am always in my place of work and there is always something that I can think of that needs to be done. Even if it doesn't, I can always think of something to be done. And so it is really important as a homemaker to rest. And that's the same when I talk about homemaking like you can you're still running your home whether you have a separate job from that as well whether you are in paid employment too and so I think it's important for all of us to remember that when we are home it is important to prioritize our rest because we can always find another job to do there's always another task to do there is always washing to be folded there is always a dishwasher to be loaded there is always something and so it's really important to prioritize your rest for all of us we don't rest enough we don't we feel like we have to earn our rest that is something as well that I think modern society has tricked us into making us think that we need to earn rest like once I've done this to-do list then I will rest once I finish doing this then I will rest we need to be factoring in rest all the time we don't we don't need to earn it it is just something that you know should be part of our life and we find it really difficult to do so how do I prioritize rest at home now being a homemaker and a stay-at-home mom as my primary job it's really important for me that I prioritize rest and place a fair degree of importance on rest because my my primary job is taking care of our home and taking care of our children. And while I don't spend all of my time here, I certainly spend actually a lot of time out and about and having fun with the kids and just off living our life, which I'm so grateful for. But my main job is here. And so I have to make sure that I am taking time that I need to rest, recharge and rejuvenate. And so for me in our life, that looks a lot like me understanding when I'm becoming dysregulated because, you know, things get too much. I currently breastfeed. Sometimes I can get really touched out. Sometimes I've got kids climbing on me all day, every day. And I get to a point where I start to feel frayed and I start to feel like, okay, I am not getting what I need. What do I need to do to turn things around? Oftentimes that is taking a complete time out for myself and just saying like my work here is done for the day, hand over to my husband and say call me if I you know if you need me to breastfeed but other than that I am out, I am going to take care of myself so for me that could look like taking time to read, it could be doing some yoga, mindfulness, meditation. Sometimes it can just be laying horizontal on my bed, scrolling Instagram and just not doing anything because do you know what? We don't always have to be productive. We just don't. And although I'm going to go on in a minute and talk about productivity and you know the ways I am also productive as a homemaker and delve into that a little bit we don't always have to be productive sometimes we can just do nothing and sometimes it's important that we do just do nothing so as well for me it can be like when we're getting up in the week with the kids and I will be the first to admit we live a very low-key slow and simple life 
and part of that is the fact that my husband works from home so we don't have that that morning rush ever my children are going to be home educated we don't have a school run to do there is lots and lots of uh, benefits to our lifestyle and I know that that's certainly not the case for everyone but and and even though my my children are late risers but even through that I you know the mornings still feel like you know I can't necessarily be as leisurely as I'd like because I've got two children that you know need to get out of bed want to get out of bed are ready to go downstairs they need me my husband still needs to get to work on time and yeah before I know it I'm standing downstairs in the kitchen clutching a cup of coffee and hoping that I'm gonna figure out this day <laughs> but um what we often do on the weekend is my husband will get out, out with the kids and I will just sort of have a little bit more of a leisurely get up because, you know, in the week it's sort of a bit more chaotic and I really value that time. I really, really do. I would go as far as saying that it is the most important part of my week that I just get to just be horizontal in my bed under my covers with no one touching me, no one breastfeeding, <laughs> just, just being. And sometimes I will read, sometimes I will be productive, sometimes I won't be, and it's all good. My husband often brings me up a coffee. Sometimes if I like lay still long enough, he brings me breakfast as well. And I'm just so grateful for it because I feel like my weekends are my time to recharge and I always feel really good if I have had a weekend where I have, you know, achieved things that I want to achieve because uh, because during the week, you know, I am busy focused on like the home, home education, having fun with the kids. I feel like the weekends are a time where I can just be a little bit more myself with a little bit more freedom some of the time and you know spend time together also as a family and it just lightens the load a little bit and I always feel like if I have a weekend where I do that and feel better I feel in a really good mindset going into the week when I have really busy weekends or I don't necessarily get that time dedicated to myself. I feel like I'm all discombobulated going into the week. And it usually shows. And so, yeah, that's something that I find really important. And I appreciate having the support in that. Because I feel like when I ha have that moment and have that period of time, then I am an all-round better mother for my children I'm a better wife for my husband and that's just what I need not everybody's going to be the same but I really appreciate that those moments where I just get to be and be myself and I guess that leads nicely into productivity so how am I productive as a homemaker well I am a big list maker I know what I need to do and I know what I want to do, what I enjoy to do. I take so much love, care and attention in our home and in raising our children. 
it's not always easy these things and I don't I'm certainly nowhere near perfect there are times where I want to scream there are times where I nearly scream there are times when I am dysregulated when I can't regulate my own emotions and I just have to take a moment or take a breather because you know being home full-time with the kids is a wonderful privilege and I am so grateful for every day but it is not always easy it is not always easy and that's why I really value those little breaks but in terms of productivity I know what I love to do I know what needs doing and I just find a way to get it all done I generally have like home stuff running through my brain at all times I know what sort of things I can do while overseeing the kids downstairs if they're playing I know the things I can be like okay I can get this done now I can go and feed my sourdough starter I can you know get some laundry done we have very open plan living where I live and you know it's very easy for me to be pottering around in the kitchen which is like the hub of our home but also the place I spend the most time I live in the kitchen and I love it wouldn't say I'm the greatest baker or, or the ba- the best cook but you know it's like a little hub for me and I'm always doing something like making oatmeal making sourdough bread feeding my starter creating you know my own washing up liquid my own hand wash like we live a very low toxic life we're trying to do better all the time very much into sort of natural living and things like that so I am very aware of the things that I need to do and uh, that I actually love them now earlier in this episode I mentioned about I think I did anyway it was so long ago when I started this I took a break in between recording so who knows if I did or didn't but I think earlier in this episode I mentioned about when I what I did for a job before I had my children and it's interesting because like I said earlier I have always been the kind of person who really very much enjoys having something to themselves having that thing that is theirs and theirs alone and for me that was always my job prior to having the children and that was because I had my own business so I you know I put my heart and soul into that but I always very much enjoyed that part of my life and although the physical part of the job you know the social media management the writing the brand strategy stuff that's not not for me it's not for me anymore I had a great time doing it I've worked for myself for over 15 years so I've enjoyed every aspect of that but there have been other things that I have done along the way which have been supplemental to that and you know I've been a blogger since 2006 (laughs) can you believe it um not the same blog I have now Uh, there has been a few variations along the way but blogging is something I've done for really long time and it's something that I have got much joy from in the past and I still get a lot of joy from now I'm a writer you know I've built my entire career on writing in some form or another and 
you know, my blog is still my outlet. So I thought it would be really remiss of me not to talk about this while I'm talking about the productivity of being a homemaker, because there are certain things, I guess, that I still do, blogging, this podcast now as well, content creation in general is my jam, like I enjoy taking photos and sharing photos that I love and sharing words from my brain that I love on places like Instagram. I love creating the longer form content and sharing pictures and words on my blog about the things that I'm really passionate about. I recently obviously loved sharing this podcast and who I mean, it seems actually that it was perfect. I don't know why it took me so long to create a podcast because I love talking. I love the sound of my own voice. So why would I not create a podcast? Because I've always got a lot to say. And so these things, they're sort of very much what I am doing. And, you know, there are things in terms of my blog that have always earned me like a little bit of money. And so it's something I'm grateful for that I have those things that I still can do you know just things like you know it's not a secret but you know things like affiliate marketing and you know influencer marketing I've done in the past and I earn a little bit of income from my blog and it is perfect and I thought that fed nicely into productivity because especially being a homemaker because I I sometimes think that we get this idea Um, maybe from society that if we're a homemaker it's the only thing that we do it's our only identity and yeah um, I'm always here to like break glass ceilings and be like that's not the way I'm gonna do it and recently I've been thinking a lot more about what I do and it's funny because that kind of brings me full circle back to that point I was at in May 2022 when I came off maternity leave like what is it that I do and you know I place so much value like you know I've just spoken for 35 minutes on this I place so much value in homemaking and what that means and the importance of the unpaid work I do within my home in the raising of my children they are so important to me but I also place a huge amount of value on the things that make me me and the fact that I am Amy above everything else and you know delving back into my blog creating this podcast you know these things are I'm so grateful for them and yeah I don't know I I, I guess like I I kind of thought like, oh, at the end of this podcast, you know, I'm going to talk about how, you know, my blog is going to be like my little business and it's just going to be a small fraction of who I am and what I do, but it's a really important part of me. And I know I'm here saying it. I'm like, but for what reason? Like, go and check it out, I guess. You can find it at amypig.co.uk. But and you can find it if you follow me on Instagram, you can find it there. And I dare say I'm going to put it in the description. But you can always find the show notes for these episodes there. But I also share loads and loads of stuff on my blog. And, you know, combined with this podcast and my Instagram and, you know, my blog, you know, I'm just going to be sharing more about homemaking, about simple living, slow living, 
and just life on our allotment and what being an urban homesteader can be. Like, I am not moving house anytime soon and I live in a split level flat and I have an allotment and a balcony. You know, I'm not about to get my own dairy cow. I am not about to get chickens. But there are so many aspects of homemaking, simple living, homesteading, all of that sort of stuff that you can absolutely achieve. You don't have to have a big amount of land. You don't have to live in the countryside. So I hope you will follow me continue to follow me over on Instagram. You can find me at Life on Plot 44. You can follow my blog, amypiggott.co.uk. All of these links I'm going to put in the notes. So don't worry, just check out the description to this podcast. But all of that to say, I guess that, you know, homemaking is one of the most important things I do. Being a stay-at-home mum is one of the most important things that I do. But the content creation that I get to do here, that I get to do on my blog, and to some degree the stuff that I like to create on Instagram as well, they are things that really make me excited and I enjoy having that outlet in which to share some of the things that we're really passionate about in our life. Like I said, homemaking, simple living, allotment life, urban homesteading, all of these things excite me so much and I know there's a lot of you guys who are very much into some of the similar things I am and I hope you will continue to follow me on on this podcast on my blog and over on Instagram. So whether you're a stay-at-home parent or whether you work inside or outside the home the work that we do within the four walls of our home is so valuable. You don't have to not work to be a homemaker. Some will and some won't. But the importance of the work is so undervalued in the outside world. If you listen closely though, there is a revolution. A revolution of people who are fed up with society's expectations and are ready to do things their own way. There are powerful voices of homemakers all over who are fed up with their work being devalued by society. I hope you continue to join me here as I continue to embrace a simple life as a homemaker, allotment gardener and urban homesteader. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Slow Living Collective podcast. You can find me sharing our everyday life over on Instagram and you can find me at life on plot 44 and you can check out the aforementioned blog at amypiggott.co.uk. All the links are going to be in the notes so check them out there And I can't wait to share more of my inner thoughts on so many fun topics. So I will see you next time. And until then, thank you ever so much for being here. And I guess I will see you either over on Instagram, over on the blog, or in the next episode. 